Sports betting has rapidly risen in popularity, and we want to connect you all with an opportunity to get started or get ahead. Having multiple sportsbook accounts is the most simple way to maximize your profits, and there has never been a better time to sign up. When you visit our page, betstamp.app slash footyculture, you'll be connected to all the sportsbooks in your region, along with a review of each platform and its unique benefits. All of these sportsbooks have valuable sign-up offers for new users, and when you register through our link, you will automatically receive the top offer at each one. When you use multiple sportsbooks, you ensure that you can always access the best available odds, which is key to successful sports betting. If you want to take advantage of these benefits and support our brand, please consider signing up for your next sportsbook at betstamp.app slash footyculture. Now let's get into the episode. What's good, Footy Culture fam? My name is Matthews, a.k.a. Matt, a.k.a. Matozinho. Teddy people today on the chopping block. Berlusconi predicting the future in 2007. Canada soccer in shambles, bankruptcy, and Club World Cup 2025. But before we get into all that, once again, joined today by Chris. Christoph, how's it going? What's up? Crazy salute. We got the Italy uh, Italy couch over here, eh? The, uh, the Italian Cop. nationals over here. Jeez. The Italian nationals over here. Man, like James. Hello. And then uh, we got Sailor Dan. Jeez. Okay. Sailor Moon. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, just going to say is... Um... What? What do you want to say? Never mind. <laughs> Ahoy. <laughs> Ahoy. Ahoy. Keep your ladies off the port because I'm coming. I'm Jeez. <laughs> In more ways than one. But anyways, that's when Ali's man like What podcast is that? That's when that way, man. Man like Quinto. You know who I am. You know the vibes. You know the oh, vibes, bro. Vibe check. David, what are the vibes? Vibe check. Vibes are good, bro. Yeah? Vibes are blessed. How so? <laughs> blessed vibes, vibes blessed, bro. Life's blessed. <laughs> but speaking of vibes, <laughs> bad vibes. Canada's national team's finances have been deteriorated so much that both the men's and women's teams may not play in the international break this fall. Interim Secretary General Jason DeVos, creator of the False Nine, some would say, has admitted the situation <laughs> is so bad the Federation could consider filing a request for bankruptcy. Bankruptcy. Dude, how? What's going on with Canada, bro? I don't understand, man. How? Who, who's, who's handling these finances? Who knows? But they're, they're going to let a whole golden generation go to waste with, if this keeps up. How, I like how... <laughs> I don't know a, a country that's been on a, on the come up, and then but you can't say in the like barely been. like recently. Yeah, but they have been on the come up. Like I would say the last like two years, year and yeah. like yeah, two, two three years. years. Yeah. Canada women and men's yeah, team. Yeah, 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 but it is a come up. Yeah, they're definitely on the come up, and now you're just gonna bring it right back down to ground zero if this well, happens. There's no. worse than ground zero. I would compare it to like what Barcelona situation. Obviously, how their governing parties kind of screwed them over the club. But obviously, you can't compare the level that Barcelona's had throughout the history compared to Canada. But I would compare it as, you know, Barcelona were obviously doing really well. The governing party kind of screwed them over. They had to, you know, make a couple changes in their squad. But Canada, like, just unfortunately, they're on their way up. But again, like, they probably didn't have their shit organized or kind of cleaned out or, you know. I don't think they're expecting to be this good this quickly. And but, I think... I don't think that comes. I don't think that comes with just being good or quick. I think they just didn't think that they they probably didn't take this seriously. Seriously, yeah. There's a sport that is obviously growing in the country, and the people behind the books, behind the paper, all deciding the stuff. It just didn't real probably just use it for like 
extra way to make money, extra yeah. way to toss money around, make sure money goes around here and there. It's, well, they didn't ever take the sport seriously. So the moment we're obviously getting the recognition from the fans, teams, players around the world, and locally as well, like they're like, okay, like it's getting a lot serious now. So yeah. I don't know if they have to maybe obviously change things up to for the better. Yeah. But obviously it wasn't something that they were expecting in terms of growth so quickly that they didn't get their shit together beforehand. But again, there's obviously lots of that went behind the scenes with the whole Canadian party and governing stuff with that. So do you think that they're losing a lot of money, like marketing wise? Cause like during game, like the, their qualifications to the last world cup, like they were packed every single game. Now after the world cup, you can see that they're, the attendance has been going down. I'm sure the sales and jerseys, everything has been going down. They're probably not making that much money anymore. Like, you think the the advertising is not really, they're not doing it as well as they were before? It needs to come down to just changing the whole structure of the, the organization. Like, the talent is there. Like, don't worry about the quality of football. Like, it's there. It's just yeah. everything behind the, the scenes. How it's presented, how it's marketed. Because again, like marketing can be fairly pretty easy. Just cap a, a slap a couple billboards here, slap a couple ads and, and commercials. Yeah. But if you don't take that that extra step or do it like um, effectively, what's the point of throwing all you this money out in terms budget. of advertising? At this yeah. point, you're kind of just throwing money out. But how is it? How are you gonna go and catch fans' attentions, the youthful, the youth attention, and the old fans' attention? Right? Like, what's gonna make an older gentleman who is already a huge fan of hockey, baseball, football? become a football fan now, right? How are you going to get those guys who are, you know, never really watched a game of football their whole lives, and then they're here, have to support Canada, who are not participating in big tournaments? Yeah. Look at the stadiums when they're playing the, the, the Gold Cup finals, sorry, the Nations League finals. Embarrassing. Yeah, for <laughs> Embarrassing, real. Embarrassing, right? And you hope to fill up those stadiums, and, like, that was bad. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know if they had a 1,000 fans there. I mean, when Canada was playing at home, like, the stadiums were... No, you know, decently, no, decently filled out. They were no. pretty empty. No, dude. Even yeah. when yeah. I went to the Canada game against um, was it Panama? No, Honduras. Honduras. That was empty. Empty. Yeah. Supporter section was full. Everywhere on else camera looked good. Scattered. Lower bowl on one side was full. Top half empty, and the side of the that the camera was covering from the side that wasn't shown on on TV, completely empty. I would say about well, how much does TFC hold? Stadium thirty something, PMO? <clears throat> less than less than ten, way less than ten, really easily, yeah. easily. So like that's what I mean. Like you're spending all this money for obviously to travel for these players. They're obviously making some kind of wages in terms of Canadian football. They're advertising, right? And yet you can't fill out stadiums. Yeah. So it's a big part. If you can't fill out a stadium, like you lose a shit ton of money off that. Yeah, for sure. It just it just comes down to how they're yeah the advertising house it's like the fact that I have to subscribe to a a, a a TV service to watch these games, it speaks for itself. But also like uh, I mean they need money now. <laughs> no, but th- that's not a way to go. Like I guess they're money hungry, but are you gonna start asking people for money out of their pockets to start supporting you? No, you kind of have to start from the bottom yeah, a little yeah. bit. And it's see hard to grow the game like you that. Have, you have to. You have to. You can't really expect people to just start dishing out money to expect to be fans like that. Like. What's in it for me to go and buy this service if I'm not going to really sit there and watch CPL soccer, watch yeah. Canadian soccer? I don't watch Serie A. Why am I going to watch Fubo? Right? Get Fubo, right? Like, why am I going to get Fubo to begin with? Why are you streaming on Fubo or one soccer? Why? Why am I going to get this stuff? So it, yeah. it maybe it comes down to the other 
programs and stuff that has been shown in the same platform, or maybe it's not again marketed well, but why am I going to go and spend money to watch a Canada game if I'm a loyal fan watching them trying to get as much attention as possible and I have to come here and start pirating visuals? Yeah. And also, uh, like channels like TSN, Sports Center, they never talk about Canada. Like, there's no, not like they don't, they won't, they won't build it up before the game. Like, they just talk about, they'll talk about basketball, they'll talk about football, they'll talk about hockey, they'll talk about all those sports. But if it comes to Canada, soccer, nothing. You won't see a you won't see a thing until like obviously the highlights the next day, but that then it's too late. But I think it doesn't even. I think it just comes down to how the sport is presented in Canada itself. It doesn't have, like completely scratch scratch off Canadian soccer. Anything else? Serie A, La Liga, Bundesliga, Premier League. How do we access the sport? How do we get to watch the game? Is it advertised really well? I don't really see much football advertisements supporting um, Serie A or whatnot. Bundesliga, you barely watch any games on TSN or anything now. Some of the good games are there. Some of the poor games are there. La Liga, yeah, yeah. what? I think the one moment they didn't even have a, a classical showing at one point. I believe so. Yeah, like, you know what Crazy. I mean. It's, it's something like that, like where someone who's watching a game is like, "Oh shit, soccer's on. Okay, I'll watch it." And then they get into the sport. Oh shit, Canada's playing tomorrow, right? Like, let's watch that sport. Like, you kind of have to add those advertisements onto those moments when people are watching the sport. Be like, "Hey, we know you like soccer. Now come support the Canadian teams." Yeah. So. <laughs> Again, yeah. it's uh, it it's it kind of the structure of how it's marketed and presented to everyone else probably needs to be changed because it looks like they're literally just spending the money like nothing. There's no like plan behind the actual growth of the sport. Insane. Did you guys see the, like the reasoning like for why Canada soccer is going bankrupt? Tell me. No. So apparently, I think a few years ago, Canada sold. Everything that they sold everything for five million. Oh yes. And now this company has nothing now. So they sold sponsorship income, TV rights, national teams, MLS, CPL, merchandise, jersey sales, commercial revenues, everything for a guaranteed four to five million a year. And I guess a result of that and like COVID, the two years there, they were making no money, and because of that, now that built up, and now they have debt to pay off. Damn. So this 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 business whatever company bought the rights for five million dollars. Yeah. And they obviously were the ones who chose chosen to like you know elevate the game to the next level, mm -hmm. but they have no money. Exactly. <laughs> but who was the five million dollars given to? To this uh, business or whatever called Canada Soccer Business. So the Canada they, FA they sold own, everything own. that they have for five million to Canada Soccer Business. But the Canadian government, sort of the Canadian national, the Canadian Soccer Association yeah. sold their rights yeah. to this business. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Instead of keeping it. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's silly. seems a little backwards for, uh, how many, this was five years ago? A few years ago. Yeah. I remember hearing about that actually, to be honest. And apparently I think the deal, uh, the 10 years ends till 2027, I believe. Jeez. Post World Cup too. That's Yeah. Crazy. Post World Cup. Well, so, hopefully they learn from their mistakes. Cause obviously now they've, this is the best crop of players they've had yeah. ever. Yeah. Right. Obviously, there's not much they can do with, you know, the mistakes that they've made. You know, hopefully they can find a way to still be able to hold these camps and hold some youth camps, man. Because, like, we're losing so many young, talented players to, you know, their second or third nations just because we're not hosting under 21 camps. Yeah. Like, how does that make any sense if you want to continue yeah, to grow so the true. game? Like, you have matter. all these dual nationals that are super talented. And now they're going to go play for the U.S. They're going to go play for Portugal. They're going to go play for Croatia. They're going to go play for Serbia because these countries are actually holding camps for under-21s and they're being immersed in the culture. They're being immersed in, you know, the, the the team 
you're going to have that camaraderie, but it's like you're, you're, you're lacking that. Like that was one thing that made Canada so special in that run to the world cup was that camaraderie that you saw, you know, the way all the boys are always together. And it's like, now you're everything that made Canada so special going into that world cup seems to have been lost. Now you're not having that same sense of camaraderie with some of these young guys coming in. And it seems like when there's a new player being integrated into the squad, it's almost like they don't, gel in right away like if it's not that same crop of 11 or 12 guys so i think like that's one thing they need to make sure they focus on man because those camps like while they seem so insignificant maybe to you know the neutral for the players themselves i think it's like a essential way to build team you know like you have to build that team bonding you have to build that camaraderie between you know those guys because at the end of the day like none of these guys are really playing together anymore these guys are scattered all over the world some are playing in Canada, some are playing in the US, some are playing in Mexico, they're playing all over Europe. So it's like you don't have that, you know, time together. You need to have these camps to kind of get these guys on the same page and kind of build that culture, build that, you know, learn how each other play. That's the biggest thing too, right? So it's like I think they really need to go back to basics, just get those camps running, get get these guys playing and get people committed to the program. Right? Yeah. I agree. It just makes no sense because this is like Canada's men and women's for the most part, most successful few years that they've had and somehow they're strapped for cash. It's just crazy how like a business can ruin an organization like this, yeah. Canada soccer. It's crazy. Do we see players taking pay cuts? I mean... Something's going to have to happen. But why is it their fault that they have to it's now not, suffer? It's not, but if they want to play like friendlies and stuff, they might have to. Well, they have the Gold Cup, right, going on. Are they going to be able to participate in that? They didn't make any money from the World Cup? I'm sure they did. But no money from jersey sales, like anything, like... I don't know. TV rights, like nothing. They made no money. Like, for them to be... Man. Bro, I don't know. This was, it just sounds like a mess couple to me. Like, a year ago. Not even. Not even. And, and like they can't I would assume they can sustain themselves sustain themselves for a little bit longer with that money from that unless they were already in debt they were paying off their debts mm-hmm. sure they were but still man, it's a world cup bro and for Canada to be in the world cup for the first time in years like I thought they, that's probably the best time they would make money but at the end of the day uh, that obviously clearly didn't happen so who knows maybe they got Here's some this. levers hidden yeah. so what happens to a national team if the FA goes corrupt has this ever happened before? I've never actually heard of this because this is a national team. Like if like it That's sounds why, like, like a normal thing to happen to like a club team. Yeah, but a national team, I've never actually heard of. This. I'm sure it's Does happened. Someone before. come and take over. Like well, no, at the end of the day, the Saudis. Like, sure, like, <laughs> there's definitely a way for the government to step in. You would imagine, especially considering the government's already in so much debt. It's more debt, man. <laughs> it's a little more debt. We, so, basically you, so basically, so basically, we're paying for it. Yeah, pretty much. Should we get a percentage of the club then? Let's just start a GoFundMe, no? Seriously. Yeah. I'll start. GoFundMe. So anyway, yeah. would Canada like lose like their co-host privilege? No. For 2026? Ooh. There's no way. They're, they're, they're not going to let it get that far. Before it even gets there, the government's going to step in. They're gonna, so? they're gonna yeah, the government will step in before that for sure. Because that's going to lose money for the some country. Some kind of athletic fund. They're going to find something. Because at the end of the day, like first of all, Terrible for the economy. The World Cup is oh, yeah. something that's going to bring so many people into the country, and it's it's good for the country itself. And two, like think about how embarrassing that is. Oh like yeah, you, <laughs> you literally like forfeit the right to host the World Cup just because you couldn't have your shit together. Like there's no there's no shot they're going to let it let it get that far. And if they do, 
I'm moving, bro. Are you? Texas. Dude, I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> Let's go to Texas, I'll move man. Somewhere else, bro. Like straight up, I'm going to like Sevilla, bro. <laughs> Sevilla. Sevilla, bro. Might as well go to Ibiza. Nah, nah, nah. Why Sevilla? Much in there, man. It's nice. Sevilla out of everywhere, right? Nice. Do you guys think capped had players would be able to switch allegiances? Like Joe David, he was born in New York. Nah, it's not. It's not. It's never gonna get to that point. Yeah, I don't think get, so. I won't get to Let's that. Let's be honest. So when? When is? When is? When is, when is the government or, who, or whoever else, whatever organization, gonna step in? At what point? Dude, there are countries that are going through so much more like literal turmoil than just there's wars going on, and these countries are still fielding teams and and participating. So I don't think it's ever gonna get to that point. But like, eventually, someone's gonna have to step in, right? Because at the end of the day, the game is growing at a rapid rate in the country and in North America itself. Um, and I think like they just need to realize that and they need to invest money into it now, you know, pay off whatever debts they have. Okay. You made that mistake selling your rights. You didn't think the sport was going to grow this quickly. You know, you made your bed sleep in it, but now you got to figure out, you know, from here on how you're going to fund this program. Cause you can't just, you know, you can't be not having friendlies. Like you're not like a, you know, 200 seed seed nation anymore where you, you can't hold Facts. friendlies. And then they friendly should be bringing more revenue into the program. You'd think, right? The whole like point if, of friendlies. If you're having friendlies the right way, like that's another thing maybe to touch on. Like they need to host better friendlies. Yeah. yeah. Cause at the end they're of the facing, day, like, like what I'm teams tired are they of going to watch Canada play Guadalupe. But then again, what if these tired, bigger teams bro. don't want to face Canada? The thing is that when, you, will, when you invite these bigger teams, you're literally inviting them to your country, right? So you Good. have to pay for all their flights, all their all their accommodations, accommodations their food, whatever it is you have to invest in. But Good. Yeah, why not? Why not bring... Because, uh, dude, why... Port you, to Canada? If, honestly, yeah. even if Ecuador came to Canada and Toronto, here, that stadium would be filled. Yeah. Probably Just the yeah. same way that Ecuador when Ecuador go to New York and like, they fill up the stadiums, they're full. Yeah. And the fact that they were a multicultural Bro. nation and a city, like you'll fill up those stadiums easily if you invite like other squads. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I've noticed every game I watch is always an Ecuador flag. There's <laughs> always an Ecuador flag. Is there? In any sport, any club. Say the same about Brazilian flags. Yeah, Brazil. Yeah, but you're a big country. I'd expect that. I don't see too many Ecuador flags. Yeah. Bro, watch any game. <laughs> you'll notice it's, now. It's true. You gotta, you gotta break the big teams in here. Drake, please invest. Yeah, we need Drake to invest. Hell, Drake, please. Last speaking of investors, Berlusconi. You butchered that. <laughs> Berlusconi. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We'll give you another chance. Ber- we'll, give, we'll give you another Berlusconi. chance. Go again. Go again. No, that's how you say it. Say, say, say if an Italian would say it. I don't know how he's going to say it. Anyway, You're Italian. I saw, I saw IFTV post this thing on, on uh, Silvio Berlusconi. Uh, predict the future of football back in 2007. Oh, seven. So he's, these are his exact quotes. Well, he's a trailblazer. He says, I see Syria getting more and more poor. We're leaders now. So this is in 2007, which they were leaders. Fair. But in 15 years, you'll be a supermarket. So right now, it's that, that, 16 years. Accurate. Okay. The EPL will be the number one league with everyone else behind them. We don't have funds to compete. Fair. Then, he, then in 2007, he also says, then the Arabs will come into football and we don't have any appeal anymore. There's no infrastructure or new stadiums. We're still behind 30 years. Do you, do you know a bit? Do you know the Arabs are building entire cities in deserts? There's yeah. so much economic strength in that area that they'll definitely won't stop. They'll definitely enter the football world because it's the biggest business and gives the most visibility. Biggest sport in the world. And then he's like, uh, what do we offer? What is our appeal? If the government doesn't intervene, we'll be the third wheel which they technically are, not Bundesliga. <laughs> La Liga second. No, okay. 
No, no. <laughs> uh, in England, they're they're uh, incentivizing young kids to play football, and the government is providing funding for football academies. True. They're also doing it in Germany, which they are. Mm -hmm. They will soon surpass Italy. The government provides funding <laughs> to register kids in the academies free of charge. That is also something Canada needs to do. Oh, yeah. Good luck. Good <laughs> luck, man. But, yeah. In Italy, we're standing still as as if we expect everything as, as a right. When I speak about these things, people think I'm crazy. I look to the future and I'm being honest with you. I see the football of Italian calcio as very bleak. That's what he said. And literally, uh, that is look who's laughing probably now. Spot 100%. on, bro. Spot on. Spot on. Nostradamus. That was 2007. That's a long time ago to predict that. Look Heart who's laughing now. He's Heartbreaking. The worst great. person you know just made a great point. What? But man. What? <laughs> What'd you call it? You heard me. The worst person you know made a great point. Oh. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, he, he's spitting, man. Like, definitely. You see, we see the Saudis taking over football now. We see how Serie A is declining and... For what reason? They're in debt. They don't own their stadiums. Yeah, they're not really producing like world class talent. That kind of kills the league, right? And all the talent that they get from other leagues are selling off like within one or two years. Yeah, or three years. But uh, teams don't have money to spend on players, right? That's actually crazy. Only yeah. the Saudis. Uh, I find that I find that very interesting that he he predicted that and like it's pretty much come true. Yeah, I mean, I think Paris said something similar to like how, you know, impactful, um, you know, Saudi Arabia can be on on football as we know it, just because they have that. They have a, such a strong infrastructure. Infrastructure. They have the funds, but they also have like the drive and and the love for the game. Right. Mm -hmm. like, it's a country that really has that passion and, and love for the game. Like we saw it in the World Cup. Like that Saudi oh, Arabia yeah. team was was passionate, man. Like they had, you know, something pretty good going and. And I think you can see that the fans are, are super passionate as well. So it's like when you have that passionate fan base, it's like, why not invest? Like they have the money to spare. Why not try to make something special for your country? Right? And I, I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's good for the game because I think it's going to bring in a new perspective and it's going to make things different and interesting. Sure, there's a lot of money being thrown mm -hmm. around, but it's like if it wasn't money being thrown around by the Saudis, it was going to be money thrown around by the Chinese league. If it wasn't money being thrown around by the Chinese league, it was going to be money being thrown around by the Premier League. But no I, matter what, as the sport grows in popularity mm -hmm. and there's more money being thrown around, someone's going to have it. Someone's going to spend it. Um, and it's just how it goes, right? It's like every sport, you know, until they implement some kind of salary cap or, or restrictions on, on, on what they can do and actually take it seriously, not like what they have now with this like bullshit financial fair play, mm -hmm. until they actually implement something serious, I think this is just what we're going to see. Um, and I think until then, you're going to have teams like City dominating because they're just a well-oiled machine with cash. You know, I think we'll see teams like Madrid and Barca, they'll still have that pull, they'll still have that government backing. And I think we'll see these Saudi teams now. They'll be throwing a lot of money at these players. Sure, it's going to take some time to maybe get these players to stick and mm -hmm. and everything like that. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Like I think you know leagues like the Serie A, like Liga, and even the Bundesliga to an extent. Like even La Liga, like a lot of these leagues, like they're they're going to run out of money quick because it's like they don't have those same huge lucrative TV deals that the Prem has. They don't have like these crazy, you know, wealthy owners that are able just to pump cash into their teams. Um, so it's like they're almost forced to do business in that way where they have a super promising player, sell them in two, three years just to be able to fund the squad to make sure that team can still be around in mm -hmm. a couple of years, right? So it's it's a totally different ballgame that they're playing. Um, 
But I mean, it's not just about money. I think, you know, at the end of the day, like we saw it this year with Inter making it to the final. You know, Inter aren't a team that are exactly throwing crazy amounts of money around. And they still made it to the Champions League final. And arguably, they're the better team in the final, you could say. Right? So it just goes to show that at the end of the day, like money is definitely a big part of football now. Mm-hmm. But it's not everything. Right? Yeah. It's not everything. So It's true. Chris? Yeah, do you think he was, uh, when he said uh, Italy would be the third wheel, you think he's talking about the Saudi Arabian was going to be second? Or do you think he's talking about another league? For what? He said Italy will be the third wheel in like like the league standings. I don't think he mean, means league standing. I think he means like third wheel, like like they're just like outside of the picture. Like it's like England and Saudi Arabia are going to be one two, and it's like all the other leagues are going to be kind of on the outside looking in, just being so armed. This I uh, yeah, so maybe we need a super league, super league soon, but uh. Well, isn't the like the um, Club World Cup in twenty twenty five going to be like a league of its own? It's, how many teams are there? It's it's not going to be a league. It's going to be a, a tournament. A tournament. But like, so, they're they're picking winners of like this times like champions for that tournament. It's going to be. I, know I see twenty twenty one World uh, CSCL champions twenty twenty three. City are there, but like, it's they have these these teams that say. City win again. I don't know how they fill up those spots. They probably have it similar to runners like, up. Maybe they have runners it's, it's up. It's weird because like even if these teams are picked then, like what makes them gonna be good in that time? Like, well, they might not be. Yeah. I don't know how it's gonna go on from and then obviously that you forward. Have, and then obviously you have all these uh, ridiculous. Um, yeah, I could tell you right teams now. being part of it. It's obviously a big reason why they want to build these teams now to get those numbers, the players in, to get the chemistry together. Make make sure oh, we'll see how it goes for yeah. the growth of the game. Truly, I think it's good because right now the Club World Cup, nobody watches it. It's been very stagnant. Nobody really cares about it. Unless your team's in it. Unless your team's in it. But even then, do you really care if your team wins the Club World Cup? It's another trophy. Right? Too many, it's not. But this now, like, not that you're having more competitive teams in it, you're making mm-hmm. it more of a spectacle. Exactly. More people are going to yeah. be watching it. Is it going to be every f- four years? No, I think it's every a couple years. Every, every, it might be every four years, but. I don't. I don't see how they keep that up. If they want to make, they're gonna try to make as much money as possible. But that's the thing is that doing. that's how they're getting their 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 teams to be part take part of it because they're gonna get winners from throughout the years to be part of it. Because if it is every year or, or or more frequently, it'll probably have to be every few years. They have to collect enough teams from each. Yeah, unless they do it how Champions League, so like every league gets like four spots, and if you finish top four, you go in. But I can see them but doing club like, World Cup is gonna be the whole world. It's not just gonna be just Europe too. Yeah, there's a lot of teams in that Club World Cup. How many teams yeah. is it? Yeah, it's, it's way it's, more than thirty six. It's like four. I can something. tell you right now what it is. It's it's four. So this is for the from the past four years. Four uh, UEFA Champions League winners. So they already have Chelsea, Real Madrid, Man City in there, and then the next one's to be determined. Eight UEFA four year ranking. So I'm not really sure how that. I think they have the ranking of the like clubs. Yeah. So yeah. what? However, they're going to do that with ranking. Then they have four Concacaf Champions League winners. So they have Monteri, the Mexican team, Seattle Sounders, and uh, Lyon, and then obviously twenty twenty four. Uh, then the host country gets gets obviously in, so it's gonna be an American team. Four Copa Libertadores uh, winners, so Palmeiras and Flamengo are the two in there right now. Uh, two Conebol four year ranking, so why would they do that? Three AFC Champions League. What's what's that again? That's uh, I think Asian. It's the uh, yeah, probably Asian. Oh yeah, it is because Al Hilal and Urawa Ura, Urawa Red Diamonds are in there so yeah. far. Yeah, it's One, four, two, four. They got they got three. Three. Oh okay. So whatever this year is. Yeah. And then they have one AFC uh, four-year ranking. So I guess whatever team was the top ranked, uh, three 
CAF Champions League winners. That's so, um African. African. Yeah, so Al Yali and Wydad Casablanca are in there right now. Nice. One CAF four year ranking and then best OFC Champions League winner in the OFC four year ranking. So Oceanic region. I don't know how they're gonna determine that, but Well, I think like okay, at the end of the day, does it sound gimmicky? Sure. Yes. But at the end of the day, like if you think about it, like it's a format that's going to be similar to the World Cup. It's going to be easy for people to follow. And I think ahead of the World Cup, especially for North America and Central America, you need something like this to drive more hype towards the World Cup. Yeah, because there's no more. Um, you need it. There's no more. What's that cup from before the World Cup starts? Club World Cup? No, it's a, it's a Nations. It's the one the Brazilian one you guys have been going on about. Confederations Cup Confederations that they stopped Cup. doing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, this is what you need because you're taking countries or teams from all the countries around the world and it's giving, you know, it's giving you a reason to maybe want to go and win the CONCACAF Champions League. Yeah. Because before, okay, sure, you get Confederations Cup, but now you're getting put in this tournament where you're going to be playing, you know, the some of the best teams in Europe. You're going to be playing against these superpower Saudi teams. Like, you're... Yeah. Your team is getting on the map, and that's good because now, like, if you're a young player, maybe you'll stay a couple extra years at your at your MLS club yeah. because, you know, your MLS club just won the CONCACAF Champions League, and you'll get to play in the Club World Cup. I right? like this. I like this. I like this over the Super Cup because then the Super Cup is, uh, was it the yeah, Super League is going to be just European teams anyways. Yeah. At least this in- in- incentivizes, like, other teams from around the globe to, you know, Pull their socks up, you know, maybe reach out to get bigger players to play for them, right? You know, get bigger names for some of these MLS teams, get bigger names for some of these um, Mexican teams or Brazilian teams, right? So that's maybe one of the reasons why a lot of these teams are getting these bigger names, right? Is National competing in the Club World Cup? Well, no, right? Not right now. National? Not too sure. Sign in there. Oh, International? Yeah. Are they in the Libertadores, what you're asking? Yeah. Probably. I don't think so. Like again, like some of these Brazilian teams now maybe want to start competing again and get start getting bigger names and start competing in some of these Libertadores trophies and then hopefully get into the Club World Cup. I'm sure there's gonna be a big prize for it, even if you make it into the rounds of whatever the, the rounds are gonna be like. So, yeah, do we do you think this could ever become bigger than Champions League? Because mm. we're gonna obviously see teams like the States, I'd they're, they're pushing, they're pushing. I'd watch it, I'd watch it, I'd and watch Saudi this. Arabia. I'll watch this. And if, since it's going to be North America, it's going to a couple of games. It'll be pretty fun to watch, right? I think that's the biggest thing. It's like you're making football more accessible accessible to the, the world. world. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing is that it needs to be that way. Because like for years, if you think about it, the only way you can watch some of these elite elite players play a meaningful game is if you took that flight to Europe and you traveled and you went to go watch your favorite team play in Europe. Where like and like if they were playing here it was a preseason game maybe yeah, mm-hmm. maybe your favorite player played 10 minutes and the team wasn't really trying they didn't really care like think about it we went to go watch that um barca versus napoli game in michigan yeah sure it was great to see those players play but did any of those players really care like were they really into it it's fitness right they're just there for fitness and then compare that to like when you went to europe and you and you watched barca mm-hmm. play in europe it's a totally different vibe mm-hmm. a totally different atmosphere yeah. and i think like having meaningful games of those top class teams like in North America and just being more accessible for North America, I think is going to be huge for, for the game. I think up until 2026. And I think they're really going to be pushing for, for that man. 100%. 100%. At what point in the season is this going to be held? Summer. 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 Because sure. there's no Euro. 
there's probably not going to be a uh, <laughs> so this is Euro and Copa America are both next summer so, so it's, it's probably going to be in between so you have like 2024 you have Euro and Copa America 2025 you'll have World Club Cup. World Cup and then World 2026 Cup. you'll have World Cup 2027 maybe you have is it Club World Cup again I think it's going to be every two years every two I years I think it's going to be in the gap of every single one which makes sense because then now I don't know when how do they how do they host uh African Cup of Nations right when do they host Afcon usually happens like in January though. yeah oh, that's true. like it's next year but it's like in January so it doesn't really overlap with anything it, it's like in the middle of the that's season true. but yeah is yeah. will this trophy be considered a big trophy yeah I think so I think it'll take some time like I think maybe the first one maybe you won't have that initial like want to win it the desire to win it but I think like. At the end of the day, like as, as these teams get more competitive, like if you're going into a tournament and you have like Bayern, you have Madrid, you have Barca, mm-hmm. you have Man City, yeah, and then you have these superpower Saudi teams with stacked teams, you have MLS teams now with Inter Miami, got Messi, you have like these super stacked teams, these Brasileiros in there that are playing in this tournament, like the Brazil teams that you know maybe they don't have like the craziest team on paper, but you know they're gonna go hard to mm-hmm. win it, right? So mm-hmm. it's like you're gonna have this like very different atmosphere and i think like it's going to be fun to watch and i think eventually it's going to be something that teams want to win because at the end of the day if fifa are investing yeah. time and money and effort into this and, and making it big they're going to want to reward the winners of it right whether that's you know through monetary or there's going to be something in it for these teams that are doing well yeah especially these lower level teams you would say like they're definitely going to try imagine you're if you imagine you're uh you're a team in south america like facing real madrid like, come on the thing is, like, it's a cool concept, but, man, the players are already complaining about playing way too many games. And, like, I don't know, I feel like the bigger teams might not want to send off their best players to this tournament because it's so close to, like, when the season starts. And, obviously, the season, like, the whatever league they play in is more of important than this but trophy. What makes it, what makes you think that maybe this doesn't become a major trophy where they send those the big top the best 11 out there to play for the month, you know? And then once the season starts, yeah, then you have a deeper squad. You get to rotate players a little bit more, and then that gives opportunities to more players to you know, take those moments where they're playing first-team football, right? Maybe and down the line, yeah, yeah. but and then starting the day, off, I can't see big teams sending their best okay, teams. If I'm Man City and I have a big team, I'm going to go out and win this trophy no matter yeah, what. Because and you, you know what? Because I go into the season, if I lose the first two frames of the, the EPL because my, tier need, my players need an extra two weeks of rest, oh, fuck it. I'm going to win the extra 30 games in the season anyways. Yeah, but the thing is, too, it's like these teams that are going to be competing, especially these big European teams, they're going to be the deepest teams. Mm-hmm, exactly. They're going to have a roster deep enough to to play. At the end of the day, it's going to have the players just more ready to play in the season. Like, you're going to mm-hmm. have match fitness right away. Like, you're not playing preseason games against yeah. third or fourth tier teams to try to get yourself ready. You're playing maybe a little bit more meaningful games. Teams are just going to be a little bit more fired up for, for and, the season. And it's I a think. tournament, right? So it's something like it's going to last less than a month or so. So yeah. it's something quick, and they still have what another two months of pre- uh, season like, will be done in May. Tournament will probably be like June to June, and they'll uh-huh. probably have at least like you know a another few month weeks and a half. off yeah. until you're back in preseason training. Like, yeah. and it's if good. You think about it now, footballers don't really rest a lot now. Anyway. No, they don't. Like you get a couple weeks off, and that's gonna be part of the sport now, right? It's gonna, gonna be like the, gonna it's play, part of the sport. Man. It's a lot playing. of games, man. It's, it's a lot is. of games, but hey, if man, at the end of you the day, you get paid a lot of money for at the end of the day. You get paid a lot, and your season's your career is short, so. Well, not so much the ones maybe coming from the other leagues. The European ones get paid a lot. 
Hey, but yeah, at least at least those teams get at least those teams get exposure to expose yeah. themselves to big teams. At the teams. end of the day, exactly. those teams are winning. Imagine a, a young guy and playing in you know South America, playing against Madrid. Next thing you know, you have next thing you know, Perez is ringing exactly saying, "Hey, and Brazilian, yeah. yes, <laughs> signed, signed, like signed." You know what I mean? Like think you do one fake, you that's do how, one that's fake. How, that's uh, how Ronaldo uh, and uh, uh, Sporting yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, got signed man. because Sporting mm-hmm. and Ronaldo and Madrid and United were playing in the Club World Cup, right? They saw him. I think I saw who it was. Someone told him that he had to sign this guy. Uh, I was like Ferdinand. It's not Ferdinand. Definitely not Ferdinand. Who the hell was it? it was. I remember. I remember the story too. You don't know who it was. It was Ferdinand. Okay, but was it like yeah. ever or something? Ever. Yeah, it had to be like. No, everyone wasn't there then. I don't know. Dude. I don't know. It was. I was someone that like Phil Neville. That, had, that <laughs> was on a podcast. Gigs. Hargreaves. Hargreaves. I don't know. It was someone. <laughs> but no, I think that's the biggest thing is exposure for those young players mm-hmm. too. Facts. They're playing in these other countries. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's good for all parties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine Hargreaves stayed in Canada. <laughs> Wouldn't have really done much. Yeah, it would have done I don't know. Good concept, but way too many games for these players. But what is it to you, though? For me, I'll be there no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Who cares about these players, man? They get paid to freaking for me, put the boots on. I guess yeah, they get paid a lot. Might as well money. count that as your preseason. No, yeah. I like I like it. as long as these these other teams keep getting better, like the Saudi Arabian League. I like seeing them actually get better. And MLS, if they could get rid of that three, only three slot DP? yeah, three slot uh, international players, player? DP, then the American League will actually be will be serious. If they if these other teams could get better, this, they this just still good. have that just because the other teams don't have the same um Yeah, the wage gap because yeah. like at the end of the day like if Miami wants Miami to can sign whoever they want buy though. everyone in the world right now to make them the best team in the world. Yeah. In, in MLS, but a team like Nashville who's going to Nashville or like uh <laughs> Cincinnati. Yeah, but if you Salt Lake City. If they were to look at every other league, there's there's teams that are richer than others and that's how it goes. Yeah, but what makes a player want to go play in Miami versus playing in Nashville? The thing is, this is not the NHL or the NFL. This is the MLS. Exactly. And there should not be. There should not be what budgets. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah. Was that what you wanted to talk about regarding the Club World Cup? Huh? It is pretty much right. Uh, do you guys want to talk about uh, TFC parting ways with Bob Bradley? We can go you guys have any thoughts on that? We're gonna go in there. Yeah, for sure. You guys have any thoughts on that? Finally, was man, it a, right. was it a good move? Is what's it the, what's the record? Three, seven, and ten or eleven? Uh, that's Dude, pretty shit. He won like three games <laughs> of like twenty something games. He coached. He's won three. What? He won like three matches, and I think of like the twenty four. Yeah, competitive teams. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's coached with no tactics. So that's pretty talented. This, and dude, like talented. if you have. <laughs> Like one of, if not the most expensive squad. Seriously, did you see the, the how much they get paid in the league? Yeah, they have the highest payroll in the it's league. Crazy and man! Winning three out of twenty-four games. I'm no mathematician, but that's like bad. It's bad. <laughs> like it's bad. Like maybe you're like what eleven percent. Like it's not high. I can tell you that. Like it's not good. So he I took the movie kicking and screaming literally past the, Ita- past Dude, the Italians like, and just don't do no nothing, up, no I'd tactics, no Ted nothing. I already saw Bernadeschi come out and say that, say that he had no tactics. He has no to tactics. Yeah. You can see it just by watching the game. Like there What's was this, not, you don't have to watch no the game. You gotta watch his. You no can just watch his play. pre-match uh, talk to his his squad. When right, I once I watched that three soccer. Once I watched that, I'm against guys. What do you say again? All right, boys, we're gonna go out there and give it our all. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, like, like one, two, or three TFC. All right, come in here, boys. 
That's what we used to say when we coached under 10. Like, <laughs> that's crazy, man. Straight up. And like still having one of the best goalkeepers in the MLS. Defense is okay. Is okay. Still Richard Larea back there. You still have some well, good quality. He's gone now, um, yeah, it's Wait, just, it's just unfor- no, it's just unfortunate because they're all in international duty right now. Gold Cup, but then his loan expires. Like, oh, yeah, he's going back not in force. Hopefully, he stays have, there. You have Osorio in the midfield. You have um, Osorio is a Gold Cup. They and they now. bring back Vasquez for what? Yeah, <laughs> he's I don't know. He's hurt. Instead of instead Why of playing the youth for? players that you have quality and then shipping them out to like some of these other teams, like give them a little bit of money. No, nah, their youth is assed. Their youth isn't that good. They should have kept a At the end of the day, they should have kept a Young players, man. Like you're seeing, like. Petrasso, for example, gets shipped out. Schaffelberg. He's playing well. Schaffelberg gets shipped out. He's McNaughton. playing well. McNaughton, McNaughton. Maybe not a youth player, but like he got shipped out so and he's playing play. well. And same thing with uh, Jaden Nelson, too. He got shipped out to Norway. Playing well. And he's been playing extremely well. Yeah. Right? So it's like sometimes you just need a change of scenery. Right? Some of these not even that. They needed minutes. Like, yeah. why, why did Petrasso was in, in a position where, you know, he didn't. He's not good enough. We have to send him out. Oh, just because we have this Italian dude yeah, who exactly. retired and then came out of retirement to support his Serie B team to bring him back into Serie A. Okay, that's a low. That's a shitty move on him. That's, that's again, like, why not still. keep a player like Petrasa who has been there forever and he wants is, to has the, the prospect, yeah, yeah. wants to be there, and like you know, it definitely plays for the badge rather than having someone like that who just you know he would legit uh, be starting okay, right now. I'm retired. I'm gonna go home. He would legit be starting right now. Yeah, yeah easily. Do you guys think most of the blame is on him or the squad? No, Bill Manning, Bradley. perhaps. It's on Bradley. It's on Bradley. You, you can see it. The fans. When I went, I went to one game this year, and the fans boot him every single time he walked onto the pitch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like it's uh, uh, the fans hate him. The like there was no cheering like at all. Like it was just literally everything was to Bob Bradley. So and yeah, the fans hate him. The players cool. hate him. And why did you only go to thing. one game? Because huh? they're not getting results. No yeah, results. You, you, why you want to go pay? Right, tickets aren't crazy expensive. Why are you going to go pay 30, 40 bucks to go watch a game where you know, like, okay, whatever. Even if the team loses, if they're playing good football, exactly, I'll pay money That's to Christmas. go watch, mm-hmm. right? But, like, they're losing, and it's, like, shit football to watch. So it's, like, why am I going to go out of my way to, like, commute down there, mm-hmm. park, do all this stuff just to kind of, just to fall asleep in the stands. Exactly. You're better off going frank, to watch a Mesley game. Just, you know what I mean? Or the refs ask and you're getting red cards. Dude, yeah. <laughs> like, but, you know, hopefully now I think Terry Dunfield, I think he's taking over as the interim. Yeah, actually. I think he's coming from, I think, was it under 17s uh, for TFC. I think he's going to be taking over at Do least. Do you give it to Dwayne Rosario? In the interim. <laughs> um, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of changes he makes. Obviously, it's always tough for an interim coach to come in because you maybe don't want to change too mm-hmm. much. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like. He has to change a lot. It's already, it's, like almost rock bottom so it's like at the end of the day the season is still salvageable because Mm -hmm. as bad as bradley was like they were tying a lot of games so like they don't have a lot of losses yeah but they also just don't have a lot of wins they don't have a lot of points but like they go on a little winning streak you know maybe they find something that sparks Mm. then i think you know they can easily make a make a playoff push and you know maybe they'll they'll make the playoffs the, the, the team's built very weird very awkwardly I don't know if it's like a win now team or is it like a, I mean, you you bring in Senior and Bernadeschi to kind of win now. But yeah. then you have their, you know, these players now, these young players, these players that are not really giving them, you know, don't have that quality as well. So like. They do though. What do you do as a coach coming in? Do you start bringing young players or do you now like. I don't think that's to bring any players. What do you do then? 
Let's just like get the team motivated again. They're they're they don't want to play. They didn't want to play. Like they're realistically not the best. best player is coming out and saying that your coach has no tactics. Like you need some. You need something. But they're realistically not the best team without those. They're they're not. They're definitely not the second last place team. What they legit only have uh, Lorenzo. That's a playoff team. Um, Isn't like Nashville or like Nashville, St. Louis. Like if you look at those rosters. TFC, if you look at roster for roster, TFC realistically have a better roster. It's just that those guys, like, at the end of the day, like, they're fighting for their spot. And they're playing like, together, they yeah. They want to play. They're playing exactly. together. That's true. Whereas right now, I think, like, you know, the coach didn't really have that camaraderie. Like, it's almost like a bunch of individuals playing. Mm-hmm. They're all trying to show each other up, and, and they're not playing cohesively as a unit. At the end of the day, like, I don't care what level you're coming from. Like, you're coming from CDI, sure, and you're stepping down to MLS, at the end of the day, these are still professional footballers that you're playing against. Like, Facts. you're not gonna be, you know, in there just dribbling through the whole team, mm. right? I don't care who you are. Messi, maybe sure when he comes, but like someone's gonna throw a body at you. They're not gonna care. They're gonna want to make a statement, and then what? You can't do it on your own, right? So you have to have that that team, you know, especially going forward. Like you need to have a game plan. You need to have, you know, a style of play, something. Yeah. Right? I'll top it off. His son's on the team. Shouldn't be allowed. You think How so? Is that is that not a conflict of interest? A little nepotism. I don't know. Man. Well, watch now. Watch now. Watch the new gaffer come in, and then I'll take him off the field. Yeah. You think you think there'll be like like big changes in the I lineup, can't, man? You're in last place. You gotta try something different. Well, Bradley hasn't even been playing. You gotta try something different. Oh, he hasn't. Yeah. But uh, there's a couple of players that shouldn't be playing though. Like who? Should I, should I name them? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Uh, you gotta be a little tough. Mark Anthony K. Uh, <laughs> Definitely shouldn't be playing. Um, shift. Now name me a player that goes into his position. You can't. That's the thing. Like, that's yeah, the thing. The day, like, at the end of the day, like he's a player that showed that he could ball. Or he played well for LA. Yeah, he played good for Colorado. And I think at the end of the day, it's like he's got to find a system that works for all these players. And I think mm-hmm. all these players were brought in just based on merit, just based on their name, just based on what they've done in the past. And not based on a system, yeah. which At is what you're time. seeing now. You're just throwing players into the lineup, and yeah, you can you can play center mid. You just throw them in there, and it's like, mm-hmm. have they played in this system before? Do you even have a system? What are, what are these players expected to do when they go on the pitch? But who says Mark Anthony K? You know what? Isn't just having a good season because again he's not motivated because again the, the team just doesn't have the results around to make sure you know like again it comes down to it like. Players aren't motivated. They perform poorly, and the results aren't no, shown. I'm, I'm not saying that he's not talented enough. I know he's got the talent. He just yeah. uh, he's just not in it right now. He's just not like oh, he's been. He's been. I mean, it's not just him. There's a bunch of guys. He's not in good form right I'm now. Not gonna go down a whole list of names. He's just the first name that came to my mind. The thing is, like in terms of like the players' view, what incentive is there not to lose? There's no relegation, so you're not gonna go That's down. That's the thing too, man. It's stupid. Like, what's the incentive to be more marketable? Yeah, Possibly make a little more money. Like, what's the goal? Uh, well, now, Club World Cup, you got to get top places, go play okay, um, yeah. CONCACAF Champions League, try to get those big results, try to get those numbers, and hopefully these teams obviously get good compensation for it. Just make it into the Club World Cup, mm-hmm. just winning the Champions League, just making it top four, just making it into the playoffs. But When did TFC win theirs? 2017, 2017 no? 2016-17 season? Yeah, like six, seven years ago now. It's crazy. With... Oh well, with a real Italian, and was that team that much better than the team now? Yeah, 
No, I think it was a well run. They probably had the Josie best. They probably had the best manager in the league. They had the best at duo at that, that time. That yeah, they had Josie and Jovinko. Did we have Vasquez the best back then? Best player of all time, easily. Did we have Vasquez back then? Uh, yeah, I think I we think did. Fast. The thing is, you had players that played for were the best, playing in a system. Yeah, they, they knew their role when they were on the pitch. That was a. Uh, was the guy for his name again? Was it Greg Vanny? Yeah. yeah. He was a good... Is he coaching one? L.A. Oh, he's on L.A.? Galaxy. Oh, shit. He was a Leaky good gaffer. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. Yeah, he was a good manager. He was a good manager. He had a system. He actually had he a good system. He built a team. He built a... No, he built a team. He built tactics around Jovinko. They were very well off, like, passing. Like, they passed really well. Like, they were playing really well off there. With, and using the players, like you're saying, using the players that they had at their disposal. Yeah, that was a team. That was a hell of a team. Yeah. Well, we'll see if that can change. Big game, I think, coming up Saturday against uh, Salt Lake. I think. The real Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake. <laughs> the real. In Utah. So, you know, first game with the new gaff. Hopefully they can uh, secure three points, man. Hopefully uh, that new manager balance kicks in. Yeah, right? you need that balance sometimes, man. Just let the boys ball, man. Just let them play. They should look at Alan Pardew, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Agree, TFC man. making playoffs or not? Let us know in the chat, boys. Let us know, let us know in the comment section below. But yeah, I think we'll uh, wrap it up there, boys. A little some, cheeky uh, uh, podski. Yeah, some interesting talks there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, boys, make sure to like, comment, subscribe. You know who we are. We the culture. We the culture, man. Forza Zuri. Forza Burlescodi. Forza Zuri. And with that, we out. Later, boys. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.